Dusty Dvorak joins us in the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. And obviously we'll ask Dusty about Toby Keith. As the two of them were close friends, especially in the final years of, of Toby Keith's life. Pretty cool to see what uh, OU did last night. Had in place. That's right. The guitar right. in the seat right next to Joe C. Where uh, Toby, I think, set for... <laughs> As long as I can remember, right there courtside in Norman next to Joe C. Porter Moser with the red cup in the press conference afterward. Yeah. And you kind of saw some of the players go over to that seat and like kind of yeah. tap it a little bit after the game. Yep. Did they go? Which is really uh, cool, right, on the night that that, that happens, um, you know, for them to to get the win and all of it just coming together that way. Did they go full red solo cup in the concession stand last night? Like everything? Did it get poured into a solo cup? Might not have been able to turn that around that quickly. Yeah, maybe not. That's a lot of solo cups. That's a lot of solo cups, baby. That might be something they do at a uh, at a later date, though. Yeah. I guess I did, I didn't. I sent you this last night, Scott. Without without looking. Do you want to take a guess as to what his net worth was? Now, this is, of course, one of those dumb websites. Yeah. Take a guess. I'll say $100 million. Uh, You would come in below. According to Celebrity Net Worth, it was $400 million. <laughs> God, when I read that, I was like, yo, that is absolutely insane. Four hundred million dollars, which might as well be eight billion living in Oklahoma, right? <laughs> yeah, and that might be, <laughs> that might be more than that living here yeah. in this state. <laughs> uh, but yeah, wow. it was it was cool though to see everyone posting their photos. The um, Mark Stoops photo that he had of him and uh, God, I'm trying to remember the other coach that was with him now on the on the tarmac. Outside of a Kentucky game somewhere was was funny, uh, but yeah, reading the uh, all the stories last night and the the ways that he had an impact on people was was really fun. Well, I didn't even realize until last night, and I sent you this. I didn't realize that he was the one responsible for signing a young Taylor Swift. Yeah, so I did a little bit more research on that because that clip did go around. And the um, Toby was actually, this is probably where a, a large, I mean, he made a lot of money anyway, but he was one of the big investors and owned a certain percentage of big machine records. Yeah. He didn't own the entire thing. It was part of his label. And when he saw her in Nashville, he went and and went to bat for her. It's not like that he whipped out a contract right then in that point and said, all right, sign here. Right, right. And and really said, hey, I think you should take a look at this girl and, and sign her. Um, now, if you remember, because it what is so weird is that people are angry at her because as i i don't know i haven't checked as of noon had she posted anything about his passing at all i mean she is in tokyo doing i think like eight nights of shows leading up for this so i i i don't know and we the general re get so weird about things like this like no one knows 
for sure whether or not maybe she reached out personally and said something. But I, the, the number of people that were like demanding an apology from Taylor Swift because she hasn't posted anything about Toby yet is weird to me. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, she doesn't um, owe anyone her public comments. No, she Toby doesn't Pete, at all. Right? Like, she that's, that's she doesn't. Insane. And we and until we know we and, and someone comments on it. Like we don't know whether she did something publicly, uh, or or privately. I mean, um, and I don't know how much of the hangover effect from the war that Taylor had with Big Machine Records and Scooter Braun. You know, the whole reason why she went back and re-recorded oh, yeah. her old albums. Yeah. I don't know if there's some sort of hangover effect with that. What impact that any of that had at all on on their relationship? I I don't know, but. It was mainly a particular political leaning that was so weird to be like, she hasn't apologized yet. I'm like, ah, I don't think that's anyone's business if we're just being honest about it. It's conceivable she's grieving, right? Uh, it, it is conceivable. That she's reached yes. out to the family and 100%. I mean, just because you don't tweet something doesn't mean that. I, like I don't, I don't tweet about every thought that I have or every feeling that I have, right? Like that's, that's correct. That's crazy. How, how many times have you sent something to someone personally, either a "Hey man, I'm sorry" or "Hey congratulations," and you don't tweet about it? Like you just don't. A ton. I, yeah. I, like I would say, ninety percent of the time, <laughs> easily. I think that's right. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't have to. Like the person. The person knows that I sent them a message. Yeah. But, my gosh, people just want to get upset about anything, especially when it comes to Taylor Swift. So. Yes, they do. Yes, but Yeah, they do. I, I had no idea that, that uh, I didn't either. Toby was so instrumental in, in her getting the big shot, right? And, and I had forgot that he sang the national so, anthem yeah. before the, yeah, before the Orange Bowl. I completely forgot about that with that Oklahoma beat Florida State. Did you see that video? Yeah. Sorry, Big T. That's what I guess Bob and everyone else was calling him and Patty Gasso and everyone else. <laughs> Big T. Big T. <laughs> I think Dusty referred to him as TK. So I bet you Big T could throw some down at a point in his life, too. <laughs> There is no question about it. My gosh. His songs, he has too many great drinking songs to not be able to throw some down, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They got to have some sort of big tribute to him at the spring game, don't they? They have, they've got to do something. You think, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're already planning something for that. Something, yeah. Maybe it's an opportunity to bring I, I back some sort of concert if, series. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if... Maybe they waited till the actual football season. I think when you consider his impact, you know, it may go a lot further if you do it on an actual game day Saturday as opposed to the spring game, but neither would surprise me. You know, it's not probably the same type of scale, but I was trying to think last night about where – each program has their own individual people that root for it that have some sort of fame one way or the other. You know, like Gandolfini on the sidelines of Rutgers games and 
there's the guy from Modern Family in Kansas in State. Kansas, Eric Stone Street, yes, in <laughs> Kansas State. Um, Kansas, the Chiefs seem to have a couple now. Paul Rudd, right? Paul Rudd is one. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. And then I think Stone Street is also a Chiefs fan, too. So they, they have a couple. But there's, you know, there's E-40 with the Niners. <laughs> oh, I forgot to bring up Tech 9 for the Chiefs as well. You know, you can't leave out Tech 9. Um, Spike with the Knicks. And I, I'm sure I'm leaving a ton out. But... Jack with the Lakers. Jack with the Lakers. It's this. This was kind of Oklahoma's version of that, along with good old Jr. Ashley Judd with Kentucky. Yes, she's still going to games, or does she hate Cal? Can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't followed her fandom in a while, but Cal was a beaut last night because Cal said uh, what motivated him to win was looking across. And seeing the uh, team that they were playing, his son was on the bench, so he wanted to kick his son's ass. That was that was his quote last night. I'm like, dang, father of the year over here. Awesome. <laughs> uh, that is Damon Stoudemire approved. Damon Stoudemire approved. I know. <laughs> Eddie's over here not wanting to play ORU ever because yeah. of his affiliation. The cow's like, no, I want to. I want to still show show uh, the young man who still got it. Pops can still coach. Well, it's uh, back-to-back Tuesdays where the Cowboys not only have been on the road, but they've been on the road facing a top-10 team, and they've been on the road facing a top-10 team coming off a loss. And, I mean, look, Kansas and Houston are more than capable of doing that to to you anyway. But to get a pissed-off version of both yeah, not great. on back-to-back Tuesdays, my gosh. Coming off of losses. Timing brutal for the Cowboys. Back home, too. Right. I mean, it's just unfortunate the last two Tuesdays. You say they can do that to everyone. I mean, would anyone be surprised at all if Kansas and Houston don't wind up in the Final Four? I don't think any of us would, right? No. And that's just the – that's a form of life here in this conference, and Oklahoma State has had to get the brunt of it. I mean, Houston entered last night number one in net, number one in Ken Palm number five in the in the AP poll in general. They're just, they're one of the more physical, uh, the more we can inflict our style of play on you. They're as good as that as anyone in the country. And quite frankly, I think compared to some of those teams that they've had in the past, I I think that this team might be even a, a smidge better offensively than what they've been in the past. We already know how good they are defensively, and it, it's not right. even close. As a matter of fact, I they think... They might just be a better team, right, offensively. Like they, they yeah, I think so. Like the one, not the one guy, but team-wise, I think they team are wise, better. yeah. They, yeah. they share the ball better. Maybe. Marshall had this at Pistols firing. So if you look at Ken Palm, Houston's adjusted defensive efficiency, so points allowed per 100 possessions, is 86.4. That is almost six point better than second place. Six points. Whoa. 
there's a six-point difference between Tennessee and Louisiana Tech, which is the number 34th team in the country. So from 2 to 34, there's a six-point difference. From 1 to 2, there's a six-point difference. That's how much better than everyone else that they are. And against a team that obviously has their offensive warts. And still got. Yeah, the- I don't think anybody like I, I didn't. I didn't get any sense via social media last night that that anybody was any Oklahoma State fans were upset about that one. I think that that kind of. No, oh, I think they were those, shocked. They the shot that many free throws. Wall, yeah. you, you know, you kind of know what's what's possible in that matchup. The most troubling thing, if you're an OSU fan, you look at the three games that they've had against, you know, the Big 12 leaders, the two against Kansas last night. OSU is light years behind them. I mean, really, that wasn't a 16-point game last night. No. I mean, that was – I mean, they are light years right now behind Kansas and Houston. If you're an OSU fan, I think that's the kind of troubling thing. Well, I, I think even in, you know, two or three weeks ago, the conversations we were having about how far it feel, felt like they were behind the middle of the pack teams. Well, we'll find out more this from, week. From a consistency standpoint. This weekend with with yeah. playing, like, the definition of a team that's probably right there in the middle of the pack, maybe even just a smidge higher with Oklahoma. And the rivalry element. God, 37 free throws and you shoot 65%. As as Steve Spurrier would say. 5 and 11, not very good. Not very good. <laughs> and on that but, note. But he's glad to... he got to meet me, which is still my favorite way that he ended in No, he's glad ever. that you got to yeah, meet uh, him. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you yeah. got to meet me. <laughs> And got his nickname wrong. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was such a dork and so happy to get to talk to Steve Spurrier. Still one of the greatest five-minute conversations of all time. Yep, glad you got to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And who can forget the plug for his restaurant? I mean, all wrapped in to one. They got all merch in there. Beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> Not quite Landry's, but. <laughs> Glad you got to meet me. <laughs> uh, you know what? I forgot. I think I forgot to tell Steve Spurrier Jr. that that's how he closed the interview. I, next you time I see him, I need, to, I need to tell <laughs> him that. that. Yeah. It's still on my phone. I didn't delete it. I'm never deleting that at all. My yeah, one, That thing needs to be backed up even, right? Like, my one-on-one with Steve Spurrier. <laughs> yes. I don't want this to be like... The uh, the China interview that I can't find again at a former employer. Yeah. May she rest in peace. Not very good. <laughs> so great. All right, we've got to take a timeout. I'm Colby Daniels. That is Jeremy Poplin, Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. We have a snack coming up in the 4 o'clock hour and Dusty Dvorak joining us at 5 o'clock right here on the Blitz 1170 and we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.